Welcome back to the Geeky Domination Podcast. We are in our topic section of today's to- show, and this one kind of wrapped my brain kind of thinking about it, mm-hmm. in a sense. When I was texting you about it this morning, you know, I was sitting there thinking why Daredevil was such a success, and why last couple of episodes of Flash have been meh, and this connects to partially what one of our problems was with Avengers, and yep. has been kind of the plague of the internet for a couple of years now, I feel like. And that would be trailers. And what they reveal, what they don't reveal, what they set the tone to be. And stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Alright, so let's start, I guess, with this. Like, For instance, we have cases of extremely misdirect trailers we have the avengers one alluding to a darker thematic tone a more menacing villain and then when the result was a lot less so or we have the case of phenomenal trailers where for instance i was even thinking back when you were texting me about that because i was playing unity unity's trailers were really sparse and bare but you knew what was going on you were like okay so it's the french revolution i'm playing as a guy oh i can team up with at least three other people and that's about it like you didn't know any of the plot you just knew this is the basis of what makes this game cool here's why you should play it and i thought about that I was like that's actually a really great way you take like a small snippet of what you're trying to present and you expand on that into like a two and a half minute trailer that's just one long scene that sets the sends the message for your entire product and that's really what you need to do without showing off the plot like every other trailer seems to do right i think a lot of my hatred for trailers actually came from assassin's creed revelations i'll give you that game that That was was so hyped i mean all the trailers were great yeah but they revealed way too much yep i mean i've been thinking you know a lot about this flash you know how much cooler would the fight have been last week with reverse flash if we didn't know firestorm and arrow were going to pop up until it happened see and i i don't even know the answer to that because We've only seen it with the stupid appended to the end of the trailer or the episodes before that. So we didn't even get a chance to avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, we just, oh, fuck, it's right there in front of our face. Right. So. I mean, slight spoiler for the Flash finale, you know, the, the trailers show Barry talking to his mom before she dies. You know, how much cooler would that could that moment have been if we didn't know what was going to happen? Which then point? I gave you that one in the car. I was like, yeah, I mean, that one probably would be a little more powerful but also in the same vein we also kind of were aware that that would wind up occurring because we right. knew that uh, they were going to go back there so it's 50 50 in those regards but yeah i agree like a lot of it is that the trailers are giving away plot pieces rather than just this is why you should be excited and more of here is the justifiable reason detailed to you why you should be excited. arrows coming flash or firestorms coming get hyped Oh, and they're going to challenge Reverse Flash. Like, we all we saw that entire setup in the trailer, and we're like, fuck. Like, that's a giant spoiler. So, yes and no, though, because to a degree, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that also, like I've told you before, it's the how that I'm more interested in, not the, the big reveals. Like, yeah, that would have been kind of mind-blowing if we had seen it without the context of the trailer beforehand. Right. But then I poke giant holes in the whole setup of that scenario that occurred and i was like uh but 
they didn't really do a good job of anything. Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, itself. that whole... I mean, Rogue Air was probably the weakest episode of Flash overall. Yeah, it's it's written it it's it looks like it's written or and or directed by somebody who really just thought of the show as a giant joke and decided to run with it that way. Just give us one more filler episode before a finale. Yeah, and pretty the finale much. Finale is gonna be top notch. We hope. We hope. If it's not, I'm gonna rage quit the show. <laughs> I mean, Stop I'll rage quit the show until season two happens. That's true. I mean, I actually don't really have a choice about quitting the show <laughs> until season two happens now. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, like you were saying, like, how does that affect us going forward? I mean, we've seen so much footage on other things, and what does that frame our mind with? Because like I was saying, like, Revelations, the trailers and everything leading up to it really ruined the game because it was overhype. And then Unity, they were just like, yeah, here's one really awesome trailer. Sit on that. And that was pretty much the only thing we really heard about from them directly. Like, we got a lot of other leaks, like gameplay leaks and things of that nature. Right. That was pretty avoidable as long as you just saw that one really theatrical song with um, Lord playing over it. I mean, I look at Revelations, and I watched every single trailer, every yeah. single gameplay, every everything that came out for that game when I was so hyped for it. And part of it ruined for it, it for me yep. because I knew so much about the game before it even came out. Yeah, yeah. But then you have the problem of then I started trying to avoid the trailers. You take the next game, the Assassin's Creed, actually, two Assassin's games, Black Flag, which I barely watched anything for, and then I didn't have any interest in the game and I bought it and I barely played it. Yeah, there's that gray line of it's like, yeah, this trailer actually bought me on getting Revelations and being excited for it, mm-hmm. but it took so so much away from the game at that point. There's a a neat balance and i think that's where i hit it with unity and and kind of what's unity is kind of a special case in all in all because like that trailer got me hyped and then there was the whole debacle with everything going wrong right after it released and then they were just sort of like apologetically fixing everything quietly in the background for the next six months and then i finally got the game but i can remember the only footage i really paid attention to before the game came out was that and then those weird that weird trailer that featured the uh what is it the 1800s france pieces and that was it and, and so the time like anom- which i experienced <laughs> one the of those time anomaly, anomaly. anomaly which i figured that that one out is kind of interesting because that's actually a setup in the game that's um you're running along and they're doing a server check and you're not supposed to be in the system and so you run through a a, sur- a power surge and it loads up a different memory that's cool on top of your memory and so that's why Arno looks the way he does, but then everything around him is the future. So it was kind of cool the way they presented that, but it's really obnoxious. I don't like those missions. Really? Yeah, they're really annoying. They're, they try to do it as a free-running mission, but they did it kind of half-assedly. Nice. So, but I digress. So with that, though, like, I got to see all that stuff beforehand, and now I'm seeing how it's implemented, and that's it. There's no, like, I had just enough to be interested to get the game and want to play it, but I was also turned off slightly by all the reports that were coming out of the problem so that's a special that's where the special case comes in that like this had additional information apart from just a trailer if i was just a trailer i probably gotten it not long like probably january so yeah i don't know it's weird because like we were so ready for avengers and then just like this isn't anything they sold me on well absolutely and i mean going back to what i started with with how all of this kind of ties into daredevil yeah, and I alluded to this in our intro where I talked about one of the the nice and the 
disappointing things about Daredevil all at the same time is we didn't have those those weeks of anticipation, those moments mm-hmm. where we were concerned for the characters about what were happening next. But again, you have that run into that same problem that Flash has. That we're like, oh, we know this next episode, like, Barry's going to go back to the future or, or go back to the past and there's going to be some time repercussions yep. and stuff like that. So we already know the premise of this episode. When you look at Daredevil, yes, there was also the ability that you could binge it. And that was the whole... Well, and I was going to add in, because I forgot to mention, like, or, or you know, bring any uh, additional context to that, is that I was thinking about that end of it, specifically the binge-worthy capabilities of it. And Flash I is slightly detrimented by it, because I don't remember the lines that foreshadow everything that's to come. Like you, we were saying earlier, with the Ronnie it's always said that we were fire and ice. Like, that is heavy allusion to the future that because of the week longs in between when they come full circle and we see Ronnie turn into a fire guy and then later when we finally see Caitlin turn that way, it's less effectual. It, like, I, it's less effective on the, the receiver because it takes that long to fa- make that foreshadow pay off. Right. Whereas with Daredevil, they're able to hint something right away and you'll be watching that episode, the episode that pays it off two hours from now, three hours from now. So there is definitely, like you were saying, like a, a big split between the way that's viewed because you don't get to mull things over, but you're able to hint at things more and have it pay off more effectively. And I mean, thinking about how I experienced the first, you know, mm-hmm. 14 episodes of Flash when I finally got into the series was binging the entire thing. Yep. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I will say, though, the one thing I don't like about shows that are on the weekly format is that each episode ties up a little bit too nice. Well, that's I mean that's how it's supposed to be. Well, that's well more than anything else. The episode has to stand on its own. Regardless. It's for the week long episodes. When it's the when they do the binge sets, they don't do that nearly as much because they know that, well, someone's probably gonna watch this really close to this episode, and they can space it out better. So that's why, like, you can have a couple of episodes that really tie tighter together than you do, norm on normal TV, allowing storylines to mull and sit and stew better. So. There's definitely like a, a dichotomy there of, of presentation that plays a role, but I think you're right that the trailers play the larger role in how that's interpreted on the back end. Because Daredevil has one trailer out there pretty much, and they have also one teaser that's a short version of that trailer that's right. pretty much non-existent otherwise. Like I mean, you're looking Netflix at ad. you're looking at one and a half trailers for what almost 13 hours of content. Yep versus flash which is 23 episodes yep and one to two trailers per episode after this mid-season after mid because like up until mid-season there wasn't there wasn't too much of trailers in terms of like it being shoved in your face there was like the little preview of next week and it would show a couple like two or three clips and that was it then the trailers just got like more and more like trying to go for the movie trailer presentation well partially and I mean, it's just, and it's just, I remember obnoxious. like, and you know, everyone's saying like, I, there's the time old argument. And it's like, well, if you don't want to watch the, um, the trailers, like if you don't want to be spoiled, don't watch the trailers yeah. in TV. It's kind of hard. You know what? I'm not going to do the, the moment. Oh, the show's the over. I got to change the channel before. The... Yeah, exactly. Like there's no, yeah, you can say that, but it's not as effective as with like a film when you're talking about film specifically. So I totally agree there. It's, it's just a different kind of animal. Um, 
that and the way TV is structured in general is just different. So that plays a larger role in the end piece as well because with a film, you can show a couple scenes from the film and it won't phase anyone. You show like two scenes from a 40, 50 minute episode and you might have fucked the whole episode over. That's the problem of the way these trailers are coming out with TV and it's a big issue. Well, I mean, you look at the arrow. I mean, the same thing, just like we were saying before. I mean, like, people knew Flash was going to pop up in the Arrow season finale before it even happened. Before the Flash episode aired that showed why he would pop up in Arrow. Right. So the bigger thing is, like, okay, this is just going to happen. And then, like, you had to see Flash. At the end of Flash, you just like, oh, you owe me a favor now. And then, and then – But even still, it's like, why – And then trailer for, for Nanda Parbat and all that with, with Flash standing next to Arrow. It's like, really? Like, I just got told the reason why he was here after being hinted at him being here and now i'm being straight up told this is why i'm here it's just so frustrating and i mean we've talked about the the complicated nature of the arrow and flash timelines to an extent and it has only gotten more difficult uh, in these last couple of weeks i don't understand to uh, like basically just shy of two years like two weeks too shy of two years pretty much is where they're at or something which similar. is insane i don't know man that's the part that really boggles on i'm like how the fuck was it at, like just before mid-season you were a year apart and now you're on the same timeline same time i mean they, they fucked themselves in a in a sense with that because i mean they they obviously wanted to show a year difference to show i mean you can't really but show the flash his growth but then, like, nothing. Well, and, and the other thing is that they're insinuating that when they they meet on Flash, it's closer to when he first got turned into Flash than where it is in that season, too. Because if you think about it, that comment is specifically aimed at the mid the middle of season two, where Barry shows up then. is That's what I just now realized, is that's why it's a year has gone by. Is it's you been think a, so? I you think, think it's so. been a year since? I don't know. Meh. Because that would have been the last time that he actually met them, met that crew of people, like Diggle and them, was a year before when he was just Barry Allen. But is it just a year? Because you're you're taking into account he was in a coma for like nine months. months. So technically, he would have been the Flash for three months at that point, basically. Yep. Yep, because it was pretty much know. the moment. I still feel like it's a year since the Flash. No, actually, crossover. that makes a, that makes way more sense. If it's he's because it, I when I saw that episode, he I thought he was just talking to Oliver, but now that I think about it, he was probably talking to his group. No, he was just talking to Oliver, just like straight up. I thought I he was know. too, but ah. if, but it, but it would make more sense that way because now that I think about it. That is the the episode that, that he appeared in in each season was almost the same exact episode in terms of season one, two, and three episode whatever. I think it was like both episode nine. Maybe we're overthinking this. I don't and know. that's a year apart. And then Barry's storyline started up right then. That's when he got struck by lightning. He was in a coma. Three months of being Flash. And you have Flash Arrow crossover. So when is what's the time difference between? It's probably a, a couple of weeks. No, because he said it's been a year, and I've. Oh, it's <laughs> we're gonna I've have learned. to go back and watch it. It's confusing and convoluted, which that doesn't help anything either, because that's like, again, another situation where we were given so many trailers about that, and he said that stuff in the trailers too, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't understand what's going on. 
<laughs> when you have a storyline with Flash, which already has complications within time travel, and then you would just fuck up the simple timeline and where events lay. And how you write your show around those timelines. Because if you put the wrong line at the wrong time, I honestly they think they just they did that, and then they were like, well, we want them to both appear in each other's season finales, so... Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, probably. I don't really care too much at this point. I'm it's pain in the ass trying to follow that stuff as <laughs> is. I'm just tired. <laughs> to put bluntly. Um But coming back to our main yeah, topic I'd... of trailers and And you know, okay. you look at taking an example of, you know, an incredible trailer that's come out as of late, which was the second um Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. Oh yeah. We still don't really know anything about the story. No. Of Star Wars seven. We have little. The brilliance bits and is that no one talks. The brilliance is in that no one talks. There's been one line, and all it is is a rehash of Luke's lines in yep. Episode Six with one additional thing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and then I was even just thinking like the best trailers are the ones where you don't let dialogue through thinking about all, all the star wars trailers like they've all always been that where it's like a super well, cut mean, of action think about the first avengers trailer super the cut second of half of that was just the music and no dialogue yep and the eeriest fucking music yeah so like i mean i guess if we wanted to kind of make a criteria for what film and tv should go for going forward dramatic music no dialogue explosions small amounts of clips kittens that properly <laughs> represent your product properly properly looking at you ultron yeah but like arrow for instance you can have a couple of a small like short five second action shots a couple of like the ones where like he's turning around like the more i guess you'd call it soap opera e moments where they're like doing the dramatic turns and stuff and dialogue have a couple of those do a Hell, lot of I super mean, cuts of that. Technically, it wasn't a trailer, but the um, the superhero Fight Club yeah thing that we got a couple weeks ago that was pretty good. That was pretty fucking awesome because you know what it didn't do allude Oil to anything, anything about the story. At Just all. here's these characters being awesome. Yep, throwing stuff. Yeah, I just yeah, that's pretty much it. Like you just you don't need to tell us why your product's cool you just need to show you us need to present scenes. us why we need to be interested in your project yeah i mean think about the batman vs superman ones as much as we criticize Zack snyder's form of direction for those films it's still a really good trailer like we know generally what's going to happen to a point we know that there will be they're, they're, they're really leaning hard into that whole batman vs superman portion of the film when really, I th- I still think the main villain's going to be something Luther cooks up in his and then lab. it's still the dawn of justice, yeah, dawn so like of the Justice to, League. They wind up having a team up for some reason. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, we still generally get an idea of where that film is at and why we should be excited to find out what happens now that these things have occurred. Right. Um. Yeah, Avengers was such a good one, but it didn't accurately represented probably. I mean if Avengers Age Voltron was anything like the trailers I think we would have enjoyed it so much I more. probably would, my mind would have exploded that oh night. yeah like just brain all over the, the theater <laughs> it'd be a good Rip time Rip Zane never forget yep 
so i don't know man I, I think it is just that like trailers really do ruin it and i understand why so many people purposefully try to avoid them and i mean like i like i started to say like i was in such that mentality after revelations of like mm-hmm. i can't watch any trailers yeah and absolutely. then you have where i sit with black flag just yeah. uninterested <laughs> for lack of a better word i'm uninformed and it's because i didn't watch those trailers because i didn't want to so it's that really awkward and awful dichotomy of almost doing something I don't want to do at all just to feel more invested in the product. Let me me add this in. I think that Marvel really, like their marketing team is too smart. You know what I mean? Like essentially the timeline of the trailer releases that they had, where and when they dropped them was all exactly systematically perfect in the lead up to the film. You had the six month mark, three month mark, and then like basically like three month, month, two month, one month, two weeks, night, and then release trailer was night before. And that was just like a little like on May 5th. Super cut. Yeah, really super cut. Lots of more words than visuals. <laughs> but you get the idea. Like they have a very set plan on when to release trailers and what footage is going to be included in them. I would say if they could just better represent their product, that would be the most accurate way to do trailers going forward. It's just that like slow trickle release with just the right timings on those releases. Hell, look at like Watchdogs and the gameplay yeah. trailers and the stuff we were presented with that. Absolutely. And then the game turned out nothing like that. One percent like that. No, not even one percent. <laughs> like, okay, I think like the one percent is like the characters' names. And he's a hacker. That's like it. Well, and the footage of like hacking barricades to raise up and shit like that. And the footage of like the street level. Yeah, that never happens like it did in the trailer. No. You know what happens every time I would hack a barricade? Nine out of ten times I'd hit it too. <laughs> or like they the back end of my car of would it. get clipped by it. Yeah. They never presented it properly, but you get the idea. Yeah, I mean I'm just trying to think like Halo has had amazing, amazing trailers that never I mean, once at, spoiled the game. Look at how Halo Five did it. You know what? I mean, Halo Five is done in so a brilliant excited. way, where they've, you know, presented both sides of the star- story. The old saying of "There's three sides to every story: yep. your side, my side, and the truth." Yep. And yep. that's what they're running with this entire game. Yep. And I think that that's when it happened. I don't think that either one of those sides are true in the trailer. Oh, absolutely. That's what I firmly believe, too. Like, I don't think at all that either one is actually correct. Which it's both of them wounded, and the Arbiter's killing them both. And Harbiter is secretly hugging them both. <laughs> but killing them all at the same I time. Mean, hugging them with those, his sword. Yeah, you know, whatever. Cutting their insides out. Um, yeah, that one's been phenomenal, but that one's also had a hev- hefty amount of viral marketing, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. I was just about to say that too. That is an amazing set of trailers. Like, goes back to the '90s style of getting real people frantically involved with Mortal Kombat as a franchise, with their like need to play it kind of mentality, and then throw on some, you know, I got slightly somewhat mainstream alt metal, basically. <laughs> That'll just just sells any product anymore. Apparently. I, I mean, with Mortal Kombat, it pretty much does. Um and you have a solid product like that's the thing is like Mortal Kombat is what it is and it knows what it is and it knows what it needs to sell and it needs to sell violence at the end of the day that's what they sell violence and murder and 
such and disemboweling and cringing yeah lots of cringing and pain oh god the pain <laughs> twitch 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 yeah i really firmly believe that it's it is that like that there's a balance between appropriate amounts of marketing too much marketing not enough and all that then depending on what's in those trailers really does play a huge role in what the the receiver experiences destiny's case in point number one there wasn't enough information in the trailers just enough to look cool and then a lot of statements i won't even say their promises because 90 percent of the time the staff wasn't promising anything they were just saying what they would like to achieve and then the community raged because they didn't get what they were promised quote unquote quote unquote because they didn't promise anything one of my like my all-time just hated things about the destiny community is there's still people bitching about like oh the reef social space was in like one of the original trailers and we're just now getting it they've openly stated we saw you saw this really early on we scrapped that and restarted from scratch so right fuck you yeah yeah and well that's a, that's a case in point where we have a very large immediate populace joining on one game because the hype doesn't know what to do with itself at that point and essentially the turnout of that is a lot of backlash and well, people I mean, getting disgruntled it's funny because i mean destiny is a game i went almost 100 percent blind into when like we sat down and played the alpha and i was the reverse i went 100 percent knowing what was going to be there and was very much satisfied with what was there right and i mean so like both of us still yeah i mean the fact that we still find a way to talk about destiny for almost a <laughs> half an hour every single week almost a year and later. the fact that we were talking about trailers and now we're talking about destiny <laughs> well and i just knew like it's a solid case in point where we had a bunch of trailers come out that that both it mixed up a lot of information misled a lot of people presented the right information a lot of the time and still wound up getting both a great following and a huge backlash at the same time yep. all at once yep 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 this is one creation that manages to experience every form of re- reaction all at once i just love that every single article portraying the destiny now is destiny might not have been out with what we promised but people are still playing it I hate that that's the intro to almost every article. And you're right. It is pretty much almost every single article, which is so obnoxious. I mean, yeah. I mean, Destiny might not have been what we were promised, but I mean. I, I'm i still firmly believing that we were never actually promised anything and that, you know what, whatever. <laughs> I have fun. I don't care. I mean, it's still a game that I am vividly playing. Yeah. Six months after release. Almost nine. September. No. We're in eight. We're in eight right now. We're not in eight. Oh no! <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Math is hard. Yeah, eight months after. I'm dumb. Never mind. Eight and a half. Shut yeah. up. Eight and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, what are you talking about? Six months from October was April. So you add a month on both ends. Seven and a half exactly. Shh. Almost exactly because it's the six seventeenth. Yeah. So seven and a half months no, later, we're okay. still playing and. Yeah, theory. still finding ways to get excited. I mean, they hit it at the right time. Let's put it that way, because like I, I realized it too. Like my taper for vanilla was Crota, and then the taper for Crota was probably a few months ago. <laughs> I was gonna but, say you can't say it right about now. No, no, but I mean, more both than of us else, took like a solid like month, month and a half break. From oh yeah, Destiny, absolutely. And then we came back to it once, and it felt refreshing. Oh yeah. 
really refreshing. And that's what I was more or less going to get I mean, we've hit at. raids the last two, three weeks since it's been the last. It's been fun. But uh, back to the point on that was that, again, they're still they're just drip-feeding us small trailer. We have the, the video is now on, on the, the Navigator thing, the director, that we can watch the uh, House of Wolves trailer now. Uh-huh. And that's a case where we have a trailer that does present the premise for what is coming without spoiling anything. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, spoiling Destiny's story is... Is bullshit at this point. Because <laughs> you I can't, I don't think. I Well, and, and more to the point, what I was getting at, though, is the fact that, like, in both those instances, we were, just like with most of WoW's trailers, we were given premises that set up what you will experience if you care. And more than anything else, sets you up with an idea of what you will be encountering. Right. And they do a really good job of presenting that information without diminishing uh, the final product on you through that trailer. And so that's the that's another key is that like there is definitely an art to it. I mean, we've said that a ton. Yeah. That trailers are an art form. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, the Ultron trailers were brilliant if they were trailers for Age of Ultron, and not what we got, <laughs> and not Iron Man and his Pinocchio friend, and his Pinocchio like Tin Man. Iron Stark, Iron Stark, Iron Man and the Tin Man. It's actually what the movie should be called. Iron Man and Tin Man. That is what the movie should be called. And then his other, (laughs) other Tin Man, Vision. (laughs) Iron Man, comma, Tin Man, comma, Tin Man's Army, comma, and Vision. (laughs) Brass Man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. It is crazy to think about all that stuff, though, because, like, it's one of those things that you're not cognizant of. And oftentimes, if you have just standard TV, it is just being bombarding you with all these things of trailers and visuals and other things, trying to get your money. And that's what it is at the end of the day. That's all a trailer is, is them trying to get your money. It's trying to sell you, and I 100% get why. But, I mean, there's – going back to Flash, there's so many ways they could have sold me on that final episode without telling me anything about what's actually coming. Yeah, they could have built up the whole I mean, like hell. There's move. there's the scenes that you know, obviously, um, Wells is in the prison now, and just a couple of scenes with his dialogue. That's all they needed. Shit, they didn't even need that. They could have easily just had a few lines of dialogue from Reverse Flash as he's walking up to Flash. You know, they could have put in just one or two of those lines literally even just the ones where like oh i didn't plan on having all those villains escape whatever he said right there those metahumans escape but you did phenomenous like phenomenally wow phenomenous yeah i can't talk (laughs) Um, copyright that word boom right there real word now um but you could have just done that with a few clips from the episode, just short, tiny clips from the episode. As much as weird as it seems, I feel like shows Flash tension would have been better if they used scenes from past episodes, not even as a preview for the next episode, just to build the hype about. That's Flash. what I mean. That's that's kind of what I'm getting. Is like you don't necessarily need to show even anything like that. from that episode. They could have just had him saying that those couple of lines and shown the tension in everyone's faces when they're looking around as he's walking up. Right. That would have been it like i would have been so like 
okay, like clearly there's something's about to go down and been much more hyped than like oh. And then we would have been really, ex- oh, and then boom. we would have been really excited when they popped up, and then we're like, wow, that fight team was garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. The the fight, <laughs> no matter any presentation beforehand, would have still been garbage by the end result. Like it's just it was badly choreographed. But I totally agree. The effect of them showing up would have felt better, more enticing. I mean, here's a giant spoiler warning for something completely different. But another point is, um, for instance, my problem, my biggest problem with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is... I've never seen this movie, but... It's fine. (laughs) I I know the (laughs) storyline. Yeah, I was going to say, giant spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but... And um, if you care. Yeah, if you really care If you do, like, rip. Let's put it this way. The comic books always, like, everyone knows Gwen Stacy dies. Let's put that out there first and foremost. Gwen Stacy winds up dead because of a villain. That's all you need. In the original comic, she was thrown from a bridge. And you think she's going to die on the rocks below. Spider-Man whips out a web line, attaches to her ankle, and you think for a split second that he's done it. He's saved her. He's done the impossible problem is that the sudden stop breaks her neck and she's dead but so you feel like this small taste of hope before the crippling defeat of knowing that she died flash forward to the film it kind of not really did that it fucked that whole thing up (laughs) let me put it that way it was Um, so cute when like the web came out and it closed on the web and it extended into a hand kind of grabber you're you're funny you're trying to pretend like you've seen this i mean i've seen that scene yeah it's it's really stupid because he throws her down a clock tower while breaking all the cogs and having all the cog metal pieces falling after him and her and he catches her full chest and she smacks her back against the ground which in my mind i'm like so paralyzed but they also gave us a no-win scenario where there's just a fucking shit ton of broken jagged pieces of metal falling after both of them and i'm like so she's dead like you're not even gonna try and and make that emotional reaction happen here you're just gonna go straight for the she's dead moment well she might be dead okay now she's 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 gonna die we're gonna make sure she's dead trust us we're gonna kill the shit out of her kill the shit out of that bitch <laughs> but they kind of presented that in the trailers they showed it in the trailers with her falling and a bunch of pieces of clock coming after it. and i'm like that's the moment when she dies like great they're pre- they're showing that in this trailer and on top of it they're doing a horrible job with it they're doing it in the worst place imaginable for the scene so like that's just a, a giant point of, of my own to just like that's a case in point where we had a chance to actually like prove that comic book writing is quality enough to be put on the big screen and they threw it under the bus by not presenting it properly in the trailer, let alone in the final cut. So, I don't know, man. It is definitely, like, a problem. But it's also needed, clearly, because otherwise yeah. things wouldn't sell. I don't know. It's weird. It's such a hard dichotomy, like, in my head. I keep going back and forth between it. I think it's most important to see an announcement trailer and then the launch trailer, and that's it. Right. I feel like that's the only two trailers you should ever see about a product because the la- the announcement's always going to be more cinematic than everything else. Get you really stoked with some cool something. Then the launch trailer is always the one that's like, this is what it actually is. Here's your real bar for expectation. Go. And I feel like that's enough. That should be enough to get you excited and pumped for things. You shouldn't necessarily need more than that. Save the behind the scenes for the actual discs. <laughs> right. 
Not the before the episode. Before the show Flash starts. Flash is really show you the guilty of that. Yeah. Let's show you the behind the scenes of how this next episode is filmed. Before the episode's even out. Really? <laughs> Fuck you, guys. Fuck you. I don't want to know this shit. All right. I'll get the DVD or Blu-ray, whatever. Maybe if you there. guys would have done a spoiler warning. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's the bigger thing is, like, these companies have no no desire to do any sort of spoiler warning. Well, and it's funny. You know, the, you actually read Grant Gustin's yeah. thank you thing, right? He, like, flat out says, like, yeah, the trailer that does got really it's a little spoilery. Like, but all the big reveals haven't happened yet. And I was like, okay. So spoilery. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Now my enjoyment of the finale is now diminished. Thanks to you guys. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know, man. It is definitely a harsh dichotomy to live with because we are inundated with so much information all the time. But worse yeah. still is the fact that you and I kind of have to keep up on it for this stuff. That's the worst part. It's like we have to be ba- just barely aware of it. I don't know. It's... It is kind of gross. So knowing like we've have we, we've had weeks where it's just like here's like thirty thousand trailers and they all spoil the everything. This, Sorry, yeah. This key combination is slowly ruining my love for media. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your plan all along, wasn't it? Oh yeah. To ruin actually make me hate everything geek related. Yeah, that's what it really is. No, actually. I like how we do it here because we are definitely much more of like, here's the things that we like, what yeah. we want to talk. We don't feel obligated to talk about everything. And that's the bigger thing is so that we can miss out on things that we don't want to talk about. We've done it before. We're like, yeah, this is kind of important, but if we want to talk about it. Fuck no. We don't care about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like when things, when we don't feel comfortable talking about things because we don't want to be ruined on it, we won't. Yeah. We'll be that, we're that upfront. Um, but yeah. Combination man. trailer coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> In world, da, 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 da. it's just a bunch of crappy <laughs> cut together clips of pictures, clip art. Andrew, make a clip art. Andrew, do the thing. Do the clip arts. Julie, do the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah I, think, I don't know. I think it kind of wraps it up. Yeah, I think that I really mean, does. I, I think that really does wrap it up. Final, it really nails here. Let's want. let's do this. I mean, regardless of what the product ended up being, yeah. Name some of your favorite trailers from the last couple of years i mean okay let's go with the last you know what i didn't really like the assassin's creed 4 cinematic but i loved both unities and uh the, the cinematics i mean ubisoft always does a cinematic yeah yeah really, and that's the thing really is like well. if you pretty much say every single one i just i can't even remember fours that's why it's not even on my list because i'm like it's I like c- a bar fight i want to say you're right and you probably are right, and I'm not going <laughs> to fight you on that one because you're right, but I don't remember it at all. I can't even remember this. I can't remember any of it at all. Remember he, like, breaks a bottle, stabs a guy with it? The only part of that, oh, wait, I only remember the cinematic part where he's walking in the alleyway, and he grabs the random girl after he kills her her boyfriend or whatever, her guy. <laughs> she just stabs him in the throat, and then he just grabs her, with his, puts his hood on, and walks off with her. I just remember that part of it, but... The Unity one was insane with how good it presented its material. I realized it presented every new feature in one trailer yeah. while also not alluding to at all what the actual story was going to be about. And then uh, I remember 3 had Connor walk in the fields on Revolutionary oh, yeah, War. That was super cool. All the Assassin's ones. I think we They're always... Yeah, I was going to say, like, the all those, the one was, cinematics. It was silly a little bit, but it... 
made the game feel huge in the sense where you had Ezio literally one man versus an entire Templar order. Yeah, it was insane. Um, Beyond that, um, the Halo series has always done an amazing job of cinematic trailers pre-release, as well as the live actions. The live actions have always been incredible. Uh Uh-huh. Avengers Age of Ultron killed it with their trailer. I mean, just if we knocked it out of the Ultron park. Movie yeah. Not Iron Man, not Tin Man, Cuddles the Tin Man. Cuddles the Tin Man. Age of Cuddles. Age of Cuddles. <laughs> the Tin Man who laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> That's not Ultron's laugh. Um, I don't know. What are some of yours? I can't. I'm gonna keep kind of nailed it already. Like a lot of the assassins ones have always done. They just. I realized they stood out in my mind with how good. Well, again, it goes back to what we were honestly saying about movies: is that a lot of the time there was no dialogue. Yeah. It was music, and an assassin fucking shit up. Yeah, and like that's all you needed. Yeah. And then each game supplies a really fantastic storyline of its own, even though they all come down under their own criticisms at times. At the end of the day, they're all, t- every single one, top notch. Brotherhood story, when it happened. The ending of Brotherhood, when it happened. Oh, my God. Three, when I didn't realize it was Star Wars. <laughs> but it's still phenomenal. Yeah. I still love Connor. Like, I know a lot of people really hate him, but I really like Connor as a I person. Mean, there's, not, there's not a single Assassin's game that I dislike. There's ones I have my, they each have my individual qualms with them. Yeah, they each have their own problems. But every game has their own problems at the end of the day. Um, and I mean, going one Far of my, Cry had Far Cry had some great trailers. Oh, my, Ubisoft is just good at trailers because right. I think about the, even the crew trailer back when it was just like shown to us, and I was or like, fuck, Watch Dogs. Fuck. I was so excited for Watch Dogs, and the trailers that came out for it were so good. Going way back, Prince of Persia series, yeah, all all four of them, five of them. Shit, there were five Prince of Persia. The cinematic the trailer edition. for God, Wrath of the Lich King. For uh, wow. Do you remember the Warrior Within trailer from Prince of Persia? No. Oh, my God. That one's still, like, to this day. That game uh, by itself just was the best one in that series to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the team up with uh, – who was that? That was uh, Godsmack to do all the music in the game mm-hmm. without any any vocals. It's all uh, instrumental pieces with the Arabic feel because they had just come off of the uh, – um, what is it? Straight out of line, and um, that one they did for Scorpion King, mm-hmm. where it's just I don't know. They just nailed that sound perfect, and then that whole game, like the fact that the prince is all dark, like I don't know. The trailer had all of it, and it even showed off the main like antagonist, you could say, the uh, time demon thing that chases you through the entire game. Like it, the trailer had that, and it just showed just enough again there, where it was like. He's just doing what he does. Free running all badass, cutting people apart with twin swords, fighting this crazy, weird, demonic monster. Yep, that's Prince of Persia. Yep, doing but Prince of Persia stuff. Nailed it without revealing anything at all about the story. God, yeah, I, I'm actually amazed that those games did such a good job of presenting exactly what they were without ruining anything. They told you exactly what they were without having to tell you exactly what they were. Yeah, without having to tell you what they were showed. They were just that's, like, here it is. I think that's the bottom line and our closing line with this. Yeah. That trailers need to do more of showing. And less of telling. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, we just need to be shown why we think it should be cool. Not like I understand. Here's why the next episode of Flash is great. Like I totally understand with like comedies and stuff that you need to present the comedic moments in oh, the that's, film. That, I mean, that's exactly. Like different. well, let's say that's that's a completely different animal and have a a live action action film of some kind or game or anything like that. Try to present that tone or at least present through that medium of like, let me discuss with you why it's cool. It ruins it because you're like, you're trying to tell me why you're not out badass. Like, why don't you sh- do some fucking cool shit and be cool? All right. Yeah. I think that pretty much wraps that up. Um, God, this has been felt like a long one, even though it's actually a shorter podcast day. It's topics been about a little over actually been about 45 minutes. Cool. Pretty good, actually. As always, you can email us at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. Yep. Send us in your comments, questions, topic ideas, dick pics. Don't send us dick pics. Please, please don't. And we don't have a Snapchat yet. And we, I mean, we can let Andrew take care of that, really. Well, maybe. Maybe. Um, I'll Snapchat you bitches all day, every day. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Zane's World Episode 2 should be up soon, very shortly, like within a day or two. Um, I lied about last week. My, my solo series isn't out yet. It'll happen this week, maybe. Maybe. If it happens this week, it has to happen tomorrow. That makes sense. Um, and then you and I were talking. We'll probably do a Zane's World slash OCD crossover episode that will be reactionary. <laughs> yeah, reactionary <laughs> to the Flash crossover. No, uh, the no, Flash this episode. This is gonna be Zane's World episode yep. three. Yep. Um, should Flash be good. wrap up. Flash wrap up. Go to our website, geekdomination.net. There's good stuff there. Really cool stuff. And as always, just uh, keep checking back here for more stuff. Thank you. We love you. We love you so much. And we're tired. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go take a nap. Not really. Probably. Naps are for quitters. (laughs) You're right. They are. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.